I'm not going to beat around the bush about it. I wrote and recorded an episode and it it just ended up going from real talk to negative town before I really even realized I got there. What was meant to be a really vulnerable episode turned into every negative, angry thought I was having about my situation. A lot of feeling like, you know, life was just unfair because I didn't have my husband home while getting treatment for breast cancer. And it was other stuff too, not just about David not being here, but I just sounded bitter. And I know I'm allowed to feel bitter and I'm allowed to show all sides of myself. And I do want to be real with you guys. Don't mistake that. I'm not trying to mask what's real. But if I'm being honest, that's the whole reason I didn't edit and release it. Because it wasn't me. Not really. Have you ever felt really hurt by something or someone and you lashed out only to regret it two seconds later and say something like, I am so sorry. That was not me. I don't know who that was or what just happened, but that wasn't me. Yeah, that was me when I recorded last week's episode. I felt it better just to talk it out this week when I was back to my more normal self. Even with the presence of the Lord alive in our hearts, We can all have dark days. I talked about it in my last episode, but since David's been back to work, I've had dark moments in my days more frequently than before, especially gearing up and during my quote-unquote chemo days. And what I mean by that is I consider my chemo days to be the day of treatment, the day I get chemo, and then two to three days that follow after when I'm just not feeling myself. While we're on the subject, let's do a breast cancer update. So I have completed three of my eight rounds of treatment. My hair is gone, completely gone. I have wigs, but I haven't really been wearing them. I think I will more when I'm back to being out in the world. Each treatment has hit me a little harder than the one before, but it truly hasn't been that terrible The smell and food aversions are the worst. There's so much I absolutely cannot stand to smell, and it makes it hard during chemo days. The good thing is, the minute I feel better, I bounce back, like completely feel back to my normal self almost. I can work out. I can fully interact with my kids. I'm me in the best way physically. So I'm grateful for that. And I bet the last round was harder on me because mentally and emotionally, I was so down. You don't quite understand how much that plays a role in your physical health until you get hit hard physically. Whether that's a bad cold, the flu, dare I say the coronavirus, or cancer treatments. Your mental ability to stay upbeat and positive is so incredibly helpful in your physical well-being. I feel like this next round will be different. I have a lot of positive things to look forward to with this next round. One, it will be round four, which means I will be halfway finished with chemo. And I'm super, super excited for that milestone. Two, 
it will be my final round of adriamycin, aka the red devil, and cytoxin, which is a combination known to be harder on your body than my next and final chemo drug. And three, after talking to my oncologist about David being gone and how that's affected us both, she heavily advised us to not go without seeing each other until my treatment is over. She completely understood why we made that decision initially, and she gave us guidelines to follow for when he's home. For example, we shouldn't touch, share a bed or a bathroom, but she strongly felt that the risk outweighs the benefit of not being exposed because being so isolated is super hard on the body. Again, mentally and emotionally speaking, leading to how we are physically kind of ties into what I said before. So about 10 days after my next treatment, David will be coming home. I am so excited to have a much shorter countdown. It has lifted my spirits and I feel a peace from God about it as well. Before I I felt we were doing what was necessary for my health, but I never fully felt at peace about it. And now I do, which is like our Heavenly Father saying yes to my husband returning home. Now with all of these blessings, milestones, and great things to look forward to, my dark moments have taken the best of me sometimes, y'all. I feel so isolated. And I'm doing it to myself, I know. I could just as easily make the decision to be out in the world and out with people. I just can't help but feel like this treatment is such a speck in my life. An important speck, but still a speck. And I'll be most at rest in my heart if I know I'm protecting my body. I've asked God for grace so many times lately for being so human about it for lack of a better word. All I know is that he's doing a good work in me through all of this, and I hope I can help other women get through it someday. God has also reminded me of an important piece of scripture lately. Matthew 10, verse 39, it says, If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. If you're not familiar with the verse or have always had kind of a hard time understanding it, I hope I can shed some accurate light. I hope it's accurate. This is just my interpretation. When we fixate on the things of this world that are temporary, by the way, instead of fixating on Jesus and our eternal lives, we will always be left empty. Happiness and joy will always be fleeting and will never be truly fulfilled. When we give our lives to Christ completely and do our best to live for him, which will be a daily struggle, by the way, for most, and that's okay. God loves and understands us. But when we do that, we gain eternal joy and love and all the good and righteous things we deep down desire as human beings. Even in suffering, we will find joy. Even for those of us who understand and try our best to live that way, don't mistake them for being perfect or having it all together or they're always strong. 
no matter what, dark moments come. But finding the joy, that comes a lot quicker when you're Christ-centered. It softens your heart and revives your soul in depths of despair. I, I want that for every single person listening to this show. So what helps me out of the dark funks? Well, praying helps so much, but I'm stubborn and still sometimes feel like I need to drag myself out of a funk and then later on tell God about it like he didn't even see it, which is so dumb, but that's me. Anytime I can convince myself to pray in the moment, I instantly feel a release. Part of the burden is gone because he tells us, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. That's Psalm 55, 22. And I'm telling you, it's real. That's how he works. Another thing that I do is I think of a special moment with my boys that day or the day before if it's been a little bit of a tough day. Lately, my memory that lifts me up is from last week when my when I was having a, a down moment thinking about losing my hair. I was in the kitchen, bald head, out and free, and my four-year-old said to me, Mama, you're so beautiful. I can't tell you what that did for me. It reminds me that I shouldn't care one bit about losing my hair if my sweet little boy still thinks I look beautiful. That's what matters, how he sees me and how God sees me. Now, I don't always like to resort to this, but another thing that can pull me out of a dark funk is a feel-good movie. You know, your typical cheesy rom-coms or shows. Just very recently, I started watching Sweet Magnolias, this new show on Netflix, and it's been just what I need to get me out of my own head. And sometimes I think you just need to do that. You just need to get out of your own head. And a distraction sometimes, a good distraction, can do it. I do want to ask, though, if there's something that you do that works to pull you out of a funk, please share it with me. I need an arsenal right now, y'all. Guys, I know this is a short one. It's a short podcast, but I had a pretty short and sweet message and update to give, and I hope this little nugget is helpful to you, or you just enjoyed listening to it. I hope so. I am so excited for next week's episode. I just asked my sweet friend Rebecca if she would join me on the show. And being the awesome gal she is, she said, absolutely. She's a fellow sister in Christ and also being treated for breast cancer right now, like me. She has been a true gift from God, and I know y'all are going to love her. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other check on your people and cast your cares on him. I love y'all. See you next week.